0: Hello, this is Pastor Sam DeChico from the Concord Baptist Church of Wilmington, Delaware. We're so glad you could join us for today's broadcast. Concord Baptist Church is located at 2510 Marsh Road in North Wilmington. We'd like to invite you out to one of our services sometime, Sunday morning or Sunday evening. Wednesday night we have a Bible study. And on Friday evenings uh, we also have a Reformers Unanimous program that helps people that may be struggling with various addictions. We're also the home of Concord Christian Academy, a school that goes from k to K2 through 12th grade. If you need any information about our church or school ministry, visit our website, ConquerBaptistChurch.org. And one of the greatest sermons that Jesus ever preached is found in Matthew chapter 5 through 7. It's called the Sermon on the Mount as Jesus gathered his disciples and they assembled up on a mountain area in the Galilean region. And it was there that Jesus expounded on uh, many, many great truths. Uh, One of the great truths that Jesus expounded on was found in Matthew chapter 5 verse 13 where he says you are the salt of the earth but if the salt hath lost its savor wherewith shall it be salted it is henceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot of men verse 14 says you are the light of the world a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel uh, but on a candlestick and it giveth light unto all that are in the house let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven Well, in these uh, verses, we read that Jesus has called his disciples two different things. He said, first off, you are the salt of the earth. And then secondly, he said, you are the light of the world. Let's examine these two things that the Lord Jesus has called us and challenged us to be. The first is being salt of the earth. He said, you are the salt of the earth. Well, as we look back in biblical days, we understand what salt is was used for. First off, salt was used as a preservative before refrigeration and the modern conveniences that we would have to make sure that meat and other food items are stored properly through refrigeration or through freezing them. They would take salt and pack Uh, salt around meat and it would help preserve the meat from spoiling and so therefore the salt was used to to extend uh, the 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 longevity of uh, food and and meat in particular so when jesus said you are the salt of the earth in essence what he's saying is that you help preserve uh, the things in the earth. Well, what is he speaking about? Well, of course, we know that the earth is filled with corruption, filled with sin, it's filled with sinful men, filled with sinful societies. And as um, these societies need uh, someone to help them, uh, the 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 Bible teaches that it is up to us as Christians to be that preservative to help stop the moral decay. We look at Sodom and Gomorrah of, of uh, biblical times whenever Abraham was told that those two cities would be destroyed because of their unrighteousness. And uh, Abraham begged God and asked if there were 50 righteous people, would he destroy those two cities? And God responded, no, he would not. And then Abraham Uh, went down to 40, and then 30, and then 20, and then 10 righteous. And God agreed that if there were 10 righteous people, that he would not destroy the cities. And uh, as uh, it came time to judge the cities, there were not even found 10 righteous people. So God destroyed those two cities with fire. But if God would have found 10 righteous, there would have been a sparing of those nations and it shows us that there wasn't enough salt to preserve those cities and as we look at that example we realize that for example our country has been blessed of God because of the salt because of the many Christians and the Christian influence that we've had in our land for these many many years Uh, we're not saying that our country is perfect certainly it is not we know that uh, there are a lot of uh, issues that are uh, would would, you know cause the average Christian to be very concerned about and and uh, certainly there are issues that uh, we need to pray about and try to make our voices be heard But yet we understand that God has preserved our land because of the salt. Uh, And and that certainly, uh, I think, is a a very important biblical issue, that if there's enough Christian influence, that it helps that society. Uh, And so so we need, as believers, to make our voices heard, help preserve our land. Also, not only does salt preserve, but salt cleanses uh, as... uh, People would have cuts or wounds. They would use a mixture of salt and water, and in doing so, it would bring a cleansing effect. People today still... Uh, bathe in epsom salt to help for healing and there's uh, certainly uh, some medicinal value to that and so salt cleanses it cleanses and so the the the, once again it goes back to the people around us there is there's moral corruption there needs to be a cleansing there needs to be uh, some way somehow that this world uh, is cleansed of its of its sinfulness of its attitudes of its Uh, desires of its um, activities that are certainly are, are not Uh, biblical. And so we as believers, we bring a cleansing effect upon the world. And as uh, our our testimonies, as our righteousness, you know, when we go to work, when we go to our schools, when we go to our, live in our community, when we're just uh, out and about and um, we're involved with other people, uh, our testimony should be blameless. Our testimony should be spotless. Our testimony uh, should help encourage people to live right. And when people around us, they should feel uh, at times that uh, maybe look at their own life and see that, that they need to change, that there needs to be something different about them. And so the salt cleanses. But not only does salt preserve and cleanse, but salt brings flavor. Um, you know, today, who doesn't put salt on some some of our foods, you know, and, and many of the foods that we buy have already been seasoned with salt. And as we, uh, you know, enjoy that flavor, it, it takes something that's bland and dull and and add something to it. And so it is in our Christian life that we should add flavor, uh, to the world around us. What do we mean by that? We mean that, that, um because of who we are and, and our testimony and our righteousness and our love and our forgiveness and our uh, example that we set that that people should want to be around us we, we you know we bring a joy, we bring a peace, we bring uh, a contentment that people are not used to seeing, and it it flavors society in a proper way it it, it, it brings a better world um, you know because of Christians, we should uh, desire to influence people so that they want to become like us that they see our testimony that they uh, feel our presence that we are godly that we have something different to offer that we're not just sinful people but we we're, we're trying to show forth Christ in our life and and the, the fruit of the spirit the love joy peace all the various aspects of walking in the spirit and it should bring a, a flavor to the world around us i hope that the uh, the people want to be around us uh, because we are positive, because we are Christ-like, because we do show forth good qualities, and people may see these qualities and desire them likewise in their life. And then also we know uh, salt can melt at wintertime. When we take the salt and cast it upon the ground and uh, upon the ice, it it helps melt. And I think there's a, a principle there that uh, our lives, our testimonies can melt the heart, the coldness, the the hard-heartedness of people. And as uh, we show forth the Lord Jesus, the people who uh, once were apathetic and have no desire for the things of God uh, slowly are melting and, and uh, opening their hearts to what Christ uh, is all about. Now, but the warning, if we notice here, is that you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has have lost his savor or the flavor or its effectiveness, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be trodden, uh, uh, to be cast out, and to be trodden under foot of men. Well, uh, in biblical days, the salt was taken and. Normally mined from the area of the Dead Sea, which which contained a lot of salt, and you know the salt in those days was, was a little bit different from our type of salt, and it, it would lose its its flavor, it would lose its saltiness uh, sooner and quicker, and and uh, the the admonition is that if if the salt um, was no longer valuable because it lost this, uh, its preservative nature or the cleansing or the flavor that it was, it was worthless. It was good for nothing. And so they would take it and cast it out upon the, the ground and there would be, they would uh, then, Uh, walk upon it and they would use it sort of like we would use gravel on muddy roads and uh, it it no longer had a value or maybe they throw it out in the in the uh, in the land where they were trying to kill weeds but there there was no value to it and what the bible is telling us is if we are not different if we are not separated if we are not uh, trying to represent christ if we just blend in with all other people that we really have not made an influence, we really don't have any value uh, spiritually speaking and we're, God says, you know, good for nothing. And so let's be the salt of the earth. The second thing they mentioned though is you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle, but put it under a, uh, neither do men light a candle uh, and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick and it giveth light unto all that are, in the house let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven the second illustration is that of light light dispels darkness jesus was called the light of the world he came to light men's lives and light men's hearts this world is filled with darkness darkness is a representation of sin Men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. The Bible teaches, and so when Christ came into the world, He was the light. He preached the word of God. He He showed people the way, the truth. He became uh, a beacon uh, of, of people that had been trapped in darkness and believing the lies of the devil and being deceived by the false prophets and the teachers of the day. And when He brought forth light, people could see for the first time their sin. They could see their need for a savior. They could see. Uh, what God was all about they could see the kingdom of God properly and so Jesus brought forth uh, truths now when Jesus called us to be the lights of the world in essence he would leave this world and when he would leave this world behind he now gave the commission to his disciples to go into all the world and preach the gospel in essence spread the light shed shed the light of of gospel of the gospel so that people could see the truths of the word of god and then he said i want you to, to to represent him we are called to be his ambassadors we're called to be witnesses and as we show forth the light of christ people now have an opportunity to be saved and so we are to shine but yet once again Jesus." Jesus warns, he said, if you put a bushel over your light instead of putting on a candlestick, that nobody will see it. A city that is up on a hill, if everybody has a light in their house, you can see the city. But if there's no light, then the city is is not recognizable. And the picture is if we as Christians uh, are all shining our light for Christ, people see then uh, what the truth is all about but sometimes people put a bushel over their light they uh, they have a bushel uh, of fear they they don't want to you know, be stand out and be different. And people are afraid what people will think about them. And so they just kind of put that bushel over their light. Or others, uh, because of apathy, they really just have no concern. You know, it's not their job to witness. It's not up to them to try to win people to Christ. And so they believe that it's not their responsibility, but it is our responsibility. And we need to recognize that. And then others just procrastinate. Well, we'll get to it someday. I'll talk to people later on and maybe, you know, some point in my life. But just wherever you are every day. Try to be a witness, share a a gospel verse, tell people your testimony, explain how you got saved, give a gospel track, invite people to church, do something to be the light of the world. Because if, if you are a light of the world, the Bible says that if you shine for Christ, they're gonna see your good works. They're gonna hear your testimony. They're gonna see the truth that you represent and they will glorify your father, which is in heaven. And so these two things, Jesus admonished us to be be the salt of the earth and be the light of the world. I hope that as believers each and every one of us will endeavor to be salt and light to the world around us.